Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello, Neil. This is our second in a row. Second in a row, two weeks two weeks back to back. Not bad. Well done. Calm Welcome down. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. Welcome. Good it's, to be here. It is good. Again. Yeah. It's been good. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Consecutive. It's a record. Back to back. Oh, man. We need to get that. Steady flow going. We do. Yeah, we for, do. for all our fans out there. We need to make it a habit. <laughs> what's the What's the rule about making it a habit? Discipline. Discipline. What? Is that it? I don't know. Isn't there something about like... Oh, a, it takes something days to form yeah, a habit. 10,000 hours or something. Is it? Oh, no, that's to be a master. Uh, okay. I don't know. Well, we're way off that. Yeah. Um, so, Matt. Yes. I want to talk about Sunday's message. Uh, so, on Sunday, I just said two sort of competing thoughts over the week. And okay. so I thought, I'll oh, just give them both. So you talked about a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things. That's yeah. the title of the message. So the first one was, uh, I was thinking about um, someone that I knew that had died recently, about a month ago, a young fellow and he, in mm. his 40s, died of a heart attack. Um, and his dad had done the same, actually about the same age. And just pondering about life stuff, you know, and... Um, not so much the meaning of life, but I, the the words that always came around him were really, you know, about his involvement. He was a good dad, he was involved with the church, great preacher, good worship leader. Um, but it seems that he'd lived this pretty full life for God. Like, if people thought about him, they'd be like, you know, that guy lived a good Christian life. And, um, yeah, it just seemed so disappointing that he'd, passed away so early which is mm. true mm. um but you know just the whole thing about life thinking about it and and going to the bible james four fourteen says how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow your life is like the morning fog is here a little while then it's gone mm. it's just sort of a sobering thought and yep. yet at the same time i think it's good for us to sometimes think about these things so that it can focus us back on what really matters so Yes. How we live our life is really important. And, you know, what we dedicate our life to. Um, And, you know, it could be that we live a long life, but we've never really lived a life at all um, in terms of we're not really doing anything that's of any eternal value to anyone. So um, if I've lived a short life, but I've really, you know, I know what my mission is here for Christ, I'm following it as best I can. Mm. The impact can be quite significant, and what what is actually a full life? You know, like is mm. is a full life a long life? What do you reckon? Um, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. I think I think yeah. I think there's there's certainly a, a question around uh, the eternal value of yep. your life um, as as Christians. You know, the the impact that we can have. Um, through the, you know, through the the way that we live, the way that we serve God, um, you know, I think that has, you know, you can you can be. I think I think there's a there's a sorry I'm not being very clear here. Here am I uh, a. What am I trying to say? Like. No. Nah. I don't know. It's like, no, there's a, I had it. I had it in my head, and now it's gone. No, like there's a va- there's a value in, um, 
you know, what, what we do for God, whether that's a short amount of time in our life, like if we have a short, shortened lifespan or if we have, you know, if we're, we're blessed with that longer lifespan, but then you've also got examples of people that have lived a long time and they've done nothing mm. for anyone but themselves. Yep. Um, and so, you know, and there's, you know, I don't think there's a, there's an easy equation that says this equals a full life yeah. or not. Um, but I think, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It's good to think about what we're doing with our lives and, you know, what, what are we doing to honour honor God in that? Um, you know, and, and we can, you know, I think we can also get so caught up in the fact that our life isn't very long hmm. that we actually are so busy worrying about the fact that our life isn't very long that we actually miss the opportunities to mm. to have that full fullness of life that God wants us to have yeah while we are around the place yeah and I think that's the same with the good life too you know you might say well they've lived a good life what does that really mean you know mm. have they have they really lived a good life what, what's it been like um, and, and is that dependent on the length or the use that we're actually making of our life yeah. and no, I think that's, that's right. where it goes down to the use of our life and you know, for God, it's like he's brought us out of this sinful pattern of life, whatever it might be. And in Ephesians five fifteen to 17, it says, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Yep. And so when it's talking about this, there's a whole list of things that we used to do or we still do. Um, in terms of different types of sins and our behaviours and actions that, you know, it says, understand what the Lord wants you to do. And in King James, verse 16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. It's like, we've got to buy back all that time we've wasted as Christians. Yeah. So now we're, we're a Christian, what are we using our time for? Are we actually going, okay, this is this is time for a change. And when it comes to wasting our life, I think there's two things that, we can easily do is we can keep putting things off you know like we know that god's calling us to do something and we just continually put it off because we're too busy but what are you busy doing is it really Mm. well we want to understand what the lord wants us to do for a start and part of that is like wasting time isn't about um necessarily you know watching tv or having fun or or playing a sport in fact i don't think those things are always a waste of time at all Mm. But what is it that we're actually spending our time doing? And and when we start to think about what the Lord wants us to do yeah. with our time, there's a whole lot of behaviours that actually impact that. So God's called us to this life in abundance, right? Mm. What what do you think life in abundance looks like? Well, it is, it's a I I think the the key in that is is just the honouring of of God in in everything you know like what you're saying in terms of the sport and the TV and all that kind of stuff like all of that kind of stuff can be um, used for the honour and glory of God you know to be in relationship with people and playing sport and and all that kind of stuff you know God can can use that I think um, the the real challenge comes when when we're doing those things for our own personal gain or our own um you know, for for selfish motives and all that kind of stuff. You know, like in terms of um, work and and getting finances so that we can buy the next thing that mm. that makes us look great and and gives us a status and you know, or or even just trying to achieve particular uh, position or or um, 
you know, status within a within a business or, or whatever, which is, you know, they can they can be used for for God's glory if it puts you in a position that gives you access to talk to people in a particular way or come alongside certain people. Um, but at the same time, you can also come with a motive of selfishness mm. and go, "This is all about me," and I'm mm. you know I'm going to effectively waste my life going through all of this stuff so just so I can achieve a particular status that makes me look good. Yep. You know, so there's. You know, I think all you know, God can use all things uh, for for His glory and for His purpose, and I think there's a there's a a huge attitude check yep. in there for us for that. Mm. Is, it would be my take on it. Does I don't know if that answers your question about yeah, the abundance just... of life, but yeah, well, it's think... that it's that I think it's that you know, in all things you do, do it for the glory of God. Yeah, you know, and having that attitude of of. Uh, recognizing and seeking God in every situation that we find mm-hmm. ourselves in, and, and using it for His glory and for His purpose, and you know, that yeah, you know, can 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 and probably will have eternal consequence. Yeah, and I guess like so, when I think about that fullness of life, um, for me, it's like we can live life and live in our sinful way still, and the the consequences of that are always not fun, right? Mm. Um, but if I start to to listen to what God's saying and I start to live in what he's asked us to do, so when, when Jesus talks about it, he calls us to love, right, and to walk in love and, and to be abiding in him and his words in us and we start doing them. But also more than that, it's like um, don't waste your time on the things that are irrelevant. So he's called us to unity. So when he prayed for the, the church, he says, you know, just pray, God, you'll make them one as we are one, Um you know, that they'd be that tight, you know, uh-huh. have these amazing relationships. And I just look at all the relationships that, that are in the world and I often think we waste so much time, instead of loving one another, we waste time arguing with one another or trying to work out who's in control, If whether it's in a marriage or uh-huh. a relationship or who's yep. the one who's meant to be in charge, who's the one who's in control, who's the one that should have, you know, the preeminence and... And yet, I don't think God's called us to that at all. And I was just thinking about things like even, like, you know, husband and wife have a fight. They don't talk to each other for three days or something like that. What a waste of time. Yeah. We have just wasted three days not talking to one another, thinking about the offense, instead of using the opportunity to serve one another in love. Mm, Or, mm. you know, like you spend, you know, you've been hurt by someone and all you can do for, like, seven to eight weeks or 20 years is how can I get my revenge on that person? And we're absolutely wasting the fullness of life that's in God where we could actually be in loving relationships. Yeah. Like what a waste, you know, what a waste of time and so bad. And that sort of was the link that, that between that point and the next point I was going to make in the sermon, which is in James four, one and two, What's causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Mm. And it's almost as though we miss out on God's offer of this is a beautiful life. You can have peace if yep. you do this. Yeah. Um, because you're so busy trying to be in charge or in yeah. control or have your yeah. way. And it's like, seriously? That's not God at all. 
and and so that made me really think you know with my own life you know as i like and and uh, i don't know what you think like saying a marriage matt how much better would it be if you weren't spending your time fighting because you wanted something and you're selfish and not considering the other person how mm. much more fun and beautiful and rich and yeah. fullness of life would your marriage be without it mm. it's true mm. it's good every like relationship it. every relationship yeah yeah um yeah no i mean i think um yeah you don't want to you don't want to waste your time no. in in that space of bitterness and anger and you know revenge as you're talking about mm. um and yeah and god god certainly has so much more for us and i like i'll you know just that challenge at the end of that that last passage you you read is that you don't you don't have that peace you don't have that you know the the good relationship because you're not asking god for it and and mm. you know as I think about that, it's it's about God working on our hearts to to have that forgiveness and grace and mm. and all that to be able to be in that space to, that enables there to be, you know, that great relationship that's not constantly consumed by anger and mm. and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of it, you know, just yeah, really thinking about that impact, and I think it goes further than that too in term in in our our investment into people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely in, in relationships. So just touching on that there anyway, love to talk more about that another time. But then as I was reading this James passage and mm. I started to think about friendships, right? Yeah. And because in churches especially, it can be quite, uh, it can be an issue where people come into a church and they're like, oh, look at those guys, there's a clique or, you know, they're yep. not very friendly. Even if they are friendly, um, people sometimes come in and there's this sort of expectation that, um, you know, you look around, you see people, they're connected, you're only new, you're not very connected and you can and start to even in that area start to get that whole thing of like, I want what you have, Yeah, I'm jealous of it, and so what I'm going to do is fight and wage war to take it away from you. And with friendships, oftentimes it can come like that. It's like a very pointed, you know, attack against those people that are friends because you don't have what they've got yet. Mm. Um, and it was more, though, thinking about what does it take to make friends? But that just sort of brought up with me how, because I was thinking about it, how sometimes it happens in churches. You know, you might see a team that, you know they've been together for a long time so this is how it works friendship right it's often born in hard circumstances wouldn't you agree yep yep i would think so it's most of the time yeah yeah. or when you're just hanging around together yeah or in good times you're sharing good experiences together or you're doing ministry together yeah i think the key there is together yeah yeah and so when we come into any new place it, it is hard like i know i've joined footy teams and you're when you're new it's really hard you don't know yep. where you fit you go yep. you see the people that are friends and they hang around together and you could easily you know make bad assumptions about that but it's it's um friendships are something that take a long time to develop they're not just you know you know very rarely there are times when you just click with someone mm. and you're just lifelong friends forever but very rare it's born out of that whole thing of coming together and when you start to think, wait a minute, those guys that are here, maybe they started the church together or they've been there for five or six years, they've been in 
like a, a ministry team together. They go to connect group. Um, they, they commit themselves to working bees. They spend time together. They've been through times with you where you've been in such hardship. They've mm. prayed with you. Mm. Of course, there's going to be this friendship that grows. Yep. And you look at it and you'll be like, I am jealous of that. Um, but at times it can breed this them and us sort of mentality. Yeah. It can be either way, but but it can also breed it in the way that, you know, oh, it's them, the thems, and I need to be part of the thems. So mm. this is natural human behaviour, I think. Um, have you ever been in those sorts of situations where on either side of that, where where you've even thought, oh, there, big click, or you've, you've felt as though people feel that, yeah. or you feel that pressure to be... I, I think so. Um but you're right, and in all of those circumstances, it's always been that there's been that that connection there, that togetherness, going going through a particular thing, serving together, being in a in a connect group together, being, you know, as you say, not being in a ministry team together, spending, you know, it's a, it's about the spending of, of time and all that kind of stuff, and so, you know, I think that's that's a, you know, that look at looking at that from the outside definitely recognize that, that if you're not thinking about it you can recognize that as a click that yeah that you know oh, i'm excluded from that group because you know look at them they're always hanging out together and 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 that so there's that challenge i think for us is is that we when we are um in in a ministry team or we're in a connect group or whatever that we're in this space that we're actually welcoming and inviting other people into yeah. that space um you know, and as a as a person that's that's coming in, there's a I think there's a responsibility for us coming in that we've we've actually got to put ourselves out there, and we've actually mm. got to you know there's there's effort that's required. It's not something you know I think you talked about it on Sunday in terms of people just want to come in and be on the top level straight away rather than yep. coming in at the basement and working their way up sort of thing. So mm. you know there needs to be that that willingness to actually put yourself out there and to and to make connection and and to be involved and. You know, and as you do that, as you work together, as you serve, you know, whether that's, you know, like in, in the church circumstance, you know, whether that's serving on coffee or in just being part of the welcoming team and, you know, making other people feel welcome the mm. way that you want to feel welcome. Um, you know, if you've got, you know, musical ability, being in the worship team or on the sound team or, you know, helping to distribute communion or wh- whatever it might be, or even just coming in helping to clean mm. on the weekends and stuff like that, you know, like... Even that is is opportunity to to build relationship with people as you're mopping the floor or yeah. wiping tables or whatever that you you're having conversation and you're you know putting yourself out there and giving people the opportunity to to get to know who you are yeah um, rather than even just the occasional five minute conversation after church before you disappear because you've got other things to do on a Sunday or yeah. whatever it might be but so sometimes you're looking to build this deep relationship without deep effort yeah thing. yeah it's like yeah hey let me give you a drop of water and i'm expecting yeah. a river and yeah um yeah i think so the the two things that i think about is obviously you have to like if you are in a church whatever community you have to be really aware and welcoming mm. people to your table yeah you know Definitely. hey come and join us but at the same time i, I think that there's there's sometimes this sort of thought in Christian circles, and I really hate hierarchy. I just don't think it's um, a necessary thing. I think there's authority, definitely, and of mm. course, there's people given positions of authority and stuff like that. Absolutely, hundred percent. 
but each person in the body of Christ is equal. Yep. You know, they're absolutely equal in terms of their standing with God, and whatever they're doing is not because they're some great, amazing person, although they might be, but it's because God has placed them there. All right, or they've chosen to join it. So, you know, a worship team person or a pastor doesn't have any more standing for God in importance mm. than anyone else in the church. And I think the problem is that sometimes we look and we're like, well, we've got to be part of the in crowd. Yeah. But there is no in crowd. Yeah. And what can happen is we will be so driven to think we need to be part of that group that there's people in the church around us that don't have friends and what makes them less worthy of your friendship than yeah those other people you it's know correct. you know it's like yep. why are you looking for that don't yep. be jealous of it yeah don't fight to get what you don't have instead ask god for it right mm. which is yep. what you just said yep. it's like well i don't have friends show me who who can i who can i be friendly with yes and there'll be other people there that are the same thinking that you know I've got to be part of this group. No, you don't. I'm not a better friend than anyone else. Someone on the worship team can just be as shy as you. It's just they're used to those people. Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. yep. They're not any better. Yep. And and so just to really start to take away that whole picture that we sometimes have. Um, but friendship is something that you have to sow into. And mm. Proverbs 11.30 says, The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. And to me, it's like, if you want some friends, why don't you just start doing good stuff for people? Yeah. Pretty soon they'll like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, for sure. Actually, that person's really nice. I can't believe they came up, they talked to me, and yeah. you know, they prayed with me, or they brought me a meal around. And, and, and those good deeds, like the seeds of good deeds, they're a tree of life. The, yeah. the little things that you do for people win them over. Now, it's mm. not a manipulation-type winning over, right? But it's just what we do in life. It's like... If if I don't waste my time mm. being bitter and angry because no one's my friend, yep. and I miss out on the richness and the fullness of God's life, because now I'm going, wait a minute, to win friends I've got to be friendly. Yep. Let me be Jesus to them. Yep. And all of a sudden the richness of life happens, and guess what you didn't do? You didn't waste your life. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, yeah, at the end, I just had a saying, which, Matt, you said you found difficult to understand, probably because it's really old English. It's old English, and, yeah. yeah so this is what it says. I didn't really, I didn't, I, I, I didn't really find it difficult to understand. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's like, it could have been worded a little bit differently. Well, maybe. it couldn't because I didn't say it. Yeah, no, that's true. It's a quote. <laughs> it's it's a quote. an olden days quote. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so so <laughs> fortune has robbed us of one friend. So this is it in the context of we have friends that die. Yes. All right. I'm with you now. Okay, yep. thank you for explaining. Fortune right. has robbed us of one friend. Yep. Yes. But we personally yes. have robbed ourselves of every friend who we have failed to make. Yeah. And to me, when I read that, I don't know, a few years ago, I was like, that's so true, man. Mm. Like, I've failed to make friends and I've robbed myself of the possibility of the richness of that relationship. Yep. And, you know, often I'll sit at a funeral when I'm there or leading it or whatever and not really knowing the people that well. Someone's died. But I'll see all these photos of their life flashing before me, you yep. know, and you see all, obviously you're seeing highlights. But 
um, I'm always like, oh, I should have known that person. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they look like awesome. I wish I knew them. Yeah. And then someone gets up and says how awesome they were and yeah. what a great friend they were. And I'm like, oh, man, I should have known them. And sometimes I wonder if we make our preconceived ideas and don't open up our hearts to people because we're like, um, yeah, we're fixated with something that we shouldn't be. Mm. And God's saying, take the opportunity, make friends with who's before you. Yep. Yeah. So that was it. Is that clear now to you, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. No, it's good. Yeah, it's good. No, absolutely. I, I understand. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, so stop robbing yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and stop wasting your time. Yep. No, Life's short and it might be shorter than you think. Yep. Yeah. All right, mate. Excellent. Very good. Catch you later. Such wisdom. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Neil. Yes, thank you. All thank right. you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. All right, see ya. See ya.